The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. One contend with once I've gotten myself together, once I realize, man, I can be great. I can do these things. I realize, you know, a man that wants to become a man of excellence realizes, number one, that his actions are his his decisions are affecting people who love him. Rather, you know, when we go to jail or if man goes to jail or prison, he ain't the only one that goes to jail with them. His family goes, his children go. Right. Um, Two, you realizing that, hey, you know what? I can change. I can redefine who I want to be. I can write my own story. Um, and once you start to align yourself inwardly to those things, how do we combat? And this is where I'm at. So you're going to have to help me right up through here because I can get me together inside internally. But when I walk outside the door and I have to face or when men have to face um preconceived notions and um, stereotypes and even people who knew you maybe from back in the day who try to, you know, try to define you by where they last saw you and you're no longer in that place. How do we overcome that, Chuck? How do we do it, man? (laughs) Um, Man, I I have two, two, two answers for that that definitely resonates with me. The first, like, in my in my youth, what helped me was reading. I didn't mention this, but I had a, a, mili- a former military stepfather and a man who had been in the system. And through his process, he adapted self-educated reading. And every time I got in trouble, every time I got suspended, every time I got kicked out of school, he made me read a book and write an essay on it. And sometimes I would read the entire book. Sometimes I'll read the back, read a few pages and summarize it and finesse it, right? But what I didn't know was if you do that consistently over a long period of time, you retain some of those principles, some of that information that he was trying to expose me to. So one of the things that I think I had the ability to do at a very young age was take the lessons and the experiences of people that I had read about and apply them to my own life so I didn't have to continue to make the same mistakes. Or And and that shortens the learning curve. That's good. Tenfold. Like tenfold. And I didn't have this perspective until I was older. Like I didn't know why I thought so differently. But as I thought back, I'm like, man, my stepfather put me on game when I was like 12. Had me. Like I'll never forget, Rob, when I was 13, not 13, when I was in third grade. I was in third grade. I had a teacher call my parents to school because they asked us to do a book report. And the teacher called them to school because they felt that the book that I was reading was inappropriate. You can look this book up right now, Rob. This called Nathan McCall. It's by, written by the author. Nathan McCall, Make Me Want to Hop. It's a, auto, it's a biography written by an African-American man raised in Cleveland, Ohio. It's talking about his trials and tribulations, dealing with the justice system and overcoming his circumstances, right? I was in third grade. This book is probably that of a 30 or 40-year-old. But that's what my stepdad had exposed me to at a young age. And at that age, I didn't know. But by the time I hit 22, 23, 24 years old, I'm like, yo, like, he put me on game. 
So to answer your question about to to to, to fast forward to now, how do we deal with the reality of the reality, <laughs> the reality of society today? Um, I, there's two pieces to it. I would say the first is getting really clear on my values. What is it that I value about me, about my life, um, whether that be God, my family, what about my family? Like, get really detailed down to the, like, I want it to be so detailed that I, I feel something when I think about it. Not like I love my family. A lot of people say they love their family, but you don't love all your family to say. You know what I mean? You, you loving your wife versus loving your children versus loving your aunt twice removed that you see on picnics and holidays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so getting a really clear picture of what your values are. Like, how much do I value spending time with my friends? How much do I value uh, spending time with my, my wife and, you know, my children? How much do I value my alone time? You know what I mean? Like, all of our values are different based on our experience. Right. And how you make decisions on those values different. They, they play a role in your happiness. They play a role in your fulfillment. They play a role in how purposeful you feel every day. So I think getting the super clear on your values is super, super important. And then I would say, Rob, getting crystal, crystal clear on what you want out of life. Um, when I think about, for me specifically, um, man, I love going out. I love dancing. I love, you know, and to be completely candid, I love the the idea of dating women. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not removed from the culture of, like, the more women you sleep with, the cooler you are or the higher you are in the food chain. Or the, I'm not removed from that, from that culture. But when I really think about what I want, like, beyond that, through that idea, I really want one woman that I can come home to and trust and love and know when I'm hurt and know when I'm hungry and know when I need spiritual growth. Like when I think through that, it's something deeper that I want. And I think it's just us spending the time that we need either with someone or with ourselves to get crystal clear on, yo, I know I say like, I love going out and partying and spending money on bottles but what i'm really looking for when i go out is that one woman who makes me feel three times that you know what i'm saying or i i love like <laughs> i love the title that i have in my job i love saying that i'm director of human resources but what i really love more than that is being able to get home to my family by 4 p.m yeah. you know what i'm saying and going to my son's baseball game it's getting really clear on what lifestyle that we want to live. Mm, and when good. you can get super clear on those things, your values and what lifestyle that you want to live, it makes it so, so much easier to make decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. If you're floating in between that, if you're unclear, everything is just emotion. I just feel, I feel like doing it because I feel like it. Why, why'd you go out last night? I don't know. I just felt like, it. you know, like, well, why you ain't say no to the job if you ain't want it? I don't know. I didn't even think about it. Everything's happenstance. So your values, getting crystal clear on your values and what you and what you create, what you deem priority in your life, 
and what you want in terms of a lifestyle. I think those things help you navigate and face reality on a day-to-day basis. Man, I think that's really powerful, man. You just laid some knowledge on us. This is why I invited you, brother. This is why I invited you, man. Uh, I think, too, in a lot of places, you know, it's funny, and I'll bring this up. Um, Everyone that I've had on this podcast, even though I try not to make this a spiritual or Christian, non-Christian, you know, environment, or a platform, it's amazing that whenever, whoever I bring on to talk about manhood, to talk about masculinity, to talk about that journey, there is always a spiritual component to the journey. Absolutely. There's always a spiritual component to the journey. And to hear you holistically tie this thing in together, man, to excellence, it's it's powerful because it does take something different it does take something divine um to overcome obstacles you have to have hope yeah you gotta have you gotta (laughs) have hope and i think for a lot of men who are struggling man in their marriages who are struggling in life who are struggling trying to get their stuff together internally externally is that there's a lack of hope Yes. That's like the foundation of it. Like, familiar with Stephen Hawkins? Familiar. Go ahead. Drop it on me. Amen. I mean, he, so it's, it's weird. So my faith journey has kind of been a little uh, different because I grew up in a, uh, I was raised in a family of Christianity. Uh, and then my mother met a, uh, my stepfather, who was a man of Islam. And when I was young, third or fourth grade, the 9-11 happened. And I, so I, I was born a mosque, but I was still spending a lot of time with my father's side of the family. My biological father's side of the family were heavy Baptists. So I never claimed, you know what I mean, Islam or Christianity or anything like that. I was just very agnostic about it. And then when 9-11 happened, I saw how much distinction, like separation, it created. And I was like, yo, like, I'm, I just took a step back from religion altogether because I knew that my household, which my mother and my stepfather, were not extremists. They were not terrorists. You know, they weren't what society was saying. But at, at, that, at that time, everyone who was coined uh, Muslim was, uh, was a threat. You know what I mean? And so personal development. It's, that's this is why this, the statement that you made is so powerful is because personal development brought me full circle back around to God. And no matter how big of a goal I created, whether that was financially, um, in my relationships, impact-wise, it did not matter. It required a depth of faith that I hadn't always tapped into yeah. in order to accomplish it. And it was so profound that I was like, yo, like, bro, there's no way you could accomplish this without talking to someone who's in control of this outside of you. Like, I don't care what you say. I don't care how you frame it. Like, someone is putting these pieces together and you don't have nothing to do with it, bro. Yeah, Yeah, man. (laughs) You know, in the South, they said there was a song that said, man, God's got a way that you can't get under God's got a way that you can't go over. God's got a way that you can't go around them, but you have to come <laughs> through the door. And it's crazy, man. I like that. That 
hope you know, I'm realizing I never put it together. Hope is hope is divine. Hope is spiritual. And it it's from another place. Yeah. It, it, it has to be from another place, bro, to empower you. And it becomes the fuel or and it becomes the fuel and the goal at the same time. Yeah. It pushes <laughs> and crazy. it pushes and it like pulls that. you in the direction. Wow. Dude, it's 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 dude. You said keep saying that one more. You said hope is the it's the it's the starting place, and you said it's the direction and the goal at the same time. It's the direction and it's the direction. It's the goal and it's the force, the energy that pushes you in that direction. Wow! Wow! That is it. it couldn't, and I feel like when you experience it, you know. Bro, you know, you know, you know, like you can't, you can't refute it. Like that's so powerful. And then every, and every step you take further in your faith, in your hope, it, it requires a stronger faith <laughs> and a stronger sense of hope. Bro, that's we need to tweet that dude, shameless plug in my book just believe <laughs> let's go <laughs> I talk about how faith is a muscle and the more you use that muscle the stronger it becomes the more you work wow. that thing out so if you're going to become a man of excellence, you got to think bigger than where you are. You have to allow hope to be your guide. You got to allow hope to be the thing that fuels you to become and to do better because it's not just within your own self, your and what you can do, man. We it's 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 hope is divine. It's a divine impartation that leads you, that guides you and that gives you the energy when you're ready to quit. Right, right, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't want to preach that's to nobody, but that's 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 deep, man. We've been on here for a minute, man. So, oh, this is man. I could that's listen. Fire. I could talk to Chuck all day long. <laughs> I could talk to Chuck to, to this dude all day long, man. Um, you're a successful guy, man. You're obviously changing the world. You shared with us some of the hurdles that you that you uh that you've come through. Um, what would you tell a brother who's struggling between where he is and where he wants to be right now? What would I tell a brother? Man, um, the, the, man, so much. <laughs> so much. Pay your taxes. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I I want to give them some tangible. Find someone who is is living the life you want to live, and somehow connect yourself to them. Somehow put yourself in the environments that they put themselves. If 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 you if you know someone that's happy all the time, and and that's what you want to feel. If you know somebody who seems to always have money on. Them, if you know somebody who's a little is healthier than everybody you know, find some way to put yourself in an environment that they put themselves in and soak that up. It's so cliche, but it is so true. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. 
We often oh, talk about peer wait, 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 back that up, brother. What'd you just say? <laughs> well, you are the you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And we often hear that in the in the negative context, like, yo, peer pressure. We hear peer pressure in the negative context. If you hang around people who smoke, you'll smoke. If you hang around people who drink, you'll drink. You can be successful by default also. If you spend your time with people who are thinking forward, progressively, holistically about them, about their lives, if you spend your time with people who are not talking about what club they're hanging out at, what bottle they're going to pop, what woman they're going to sleep with, but are, talking about, but are talking about generational wealth, their health, how they want to surprise their wife or the person that they're the significant other, you, you will innately adapt some of those same habits, some of those same conversations. So find someone who you admire in an area of life that they are strong in and find some way to attach yourself to them by text, by social media, by phone call, whatever it is, whatever way you find out they eat at Arby's on Wednesday, every, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, to <laughs> find a way to put yourself in their proximity to soak up the information that they can offer you. That's what I would say, young, young, young brothers. Bro. Oh, man. Sila. You said Fila? Sila. Sila. Uh, just a moment to kind of breathe that in. Um. So much I could ask you, but I, I'm I'm gonna kind of wrap this thing up, um, <laughs> man. Chuck, you you're a brave man, you're a hopeful man, but what are you afraid of? Oh man, what am I afraid of? To be honest, Rob. Uh, I do believe that uh, you bring to you what you think about. So I, just, I don't tend to give much airtime to my fears. But if I had something innately in me that that creates some type of fear reservations is uh, leaving this earth and not leaving my family in a better situation than where they are now. Mm. Um, at any point in time, that's why I have the urgency that I have now. Um, they say the average life of an American is like 72 years old. If I left here at 35 and my family was not financially, spiritually, physically better than when I got here, that 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 gives a that gives me some type of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that speaks that's to my, legacy. That's what man. I would say about Dude, you're you're honestly a man of excellence, uh a brother of excellence because that, that is true. At the end of the day, um there's a parable that that says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Mm. At the end of the day, man, what you know? <laughs> this was a bit extreme. You know, I'm I'm really big on mentorship, and I I had a um a couple of mentees, and I took them randomly one day to the graveyard, and we walked around the cemetery for at least an hour, just reading the headstones and what people you know, um, what people had on their headstones, and right. one thing I realized. That was a, one thing that was evident to me about those headstones. Most it was that most of those people's headstones 
what was left on was, oh, he was a great man, loving father, or, you know, made me laugh, made you laugh. They were all opinions of other people. They were all words that people thought towards this person. And the person that was in the ground could no longer speak for themselves. (laughs) Wow. Could no longer speak for themselves. And so it left me bonkers. Like, because truth is generations, people will forget you generations. People won't remember. They may not even know, you know, you ever existed, but those headstones are built to last. (laughs) (laughs) that's so real oh my god so what people will remember at the end of the day was what other people's perception of you was not who you were wow so my question is I feel like that's I feel like that's the question for the last like I feel like that's moving forward like what was your head yeah bro wow what are people going to say about you? Oh, man. It's crazy. I listen to podcasts all the time. And I hear them ask, like, questions, something around this. And I'm like, I never thought about it, reflecting on it myself. Oh, what do I want my ass on the set? <laughs> wow. It's funny because it's they put a pair, put they could, could they put a paragraph? No. Dude, you feel me? Like it all depends how much money you got. You feel? Me? You know <laughs> all depends how much money you, you know what I'm You feel me? Every word a little different. Man, I, I want before you answer that question. It's funny how when it's brought down to that, all the crap, all the stuff that you stress about, all the stuff. That it it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Your mind automatically clears out all the all the clutter and the junk. What what would you want to say? That's it's, it's banana to say that. Cause like I think I mentioned to you in our pre dialogue about the um about the podcast, like talking about living a triple double lifestyle. You know what I mean? Not a life of action, holistic, not just financial wealth, not just health, not just, you know, uh, professional pro- progress, but like, I want my family to think I'm the man. I, I want my wife to think I'm the man. I want my children to think I'm the man. Uh, I think I will want my headstone to say, my tombstone to say, he was there when it mattered most. He was present. Like, that, Man, that would, because you know, Rob, like, you know how life can feel so busy. You feel like you can't be enough places at once. Yeah. But, like, when you really boil it down, there's really only a handful of people that are looking for your presence that will remember if you're not there. Bro, let me tell you one thing my wife said to me that blew my mind. Because, you know, I love to travel. I You know, I, I travel, I, I speak, I itinerate. Um, if you're looking for a speaker, yo, hit me up, www.roberthmarshall.com. Um, 
she said to me because I was going and she said, why don't you ever want to be home? And it wasn't that I didn't want to be home, but I enjoyed what I did. And she said, you know, Robert, to the world, you're somebody. But to me and your children, you're everything. <laughs> wow. That just gave me chills. Bruh. That letter they just gave me chills. She, she said to me, you are everything. Rocked me. Wow. That, boy, that can make me tear up. <laughs> because as if... If we're talking about excellence, you have to. And one thing that you pointed to was prioritization, and is that realizing what really matters and allowing those to be the guiding principles that guide your life. At that moment, she made me realize that all these other places that I'm going to invest myself into invest my energy my intellect my education my passion all of that in these places for people who are just entertaining me for a moment right right (laughs) but the people who are going like you said are going to remember me who are going to carry my name bear my legacy they're the ones who matter the most. They're the ones who deserve my best and not my crumbs. Man. <sighs> yeah, man. Right. Dude, right. Dude. So anyway, man, becoming a man of excellence is a journey, man. And you've definitely, definitely lit up the, the studio today with, with your um, interview with your comments, man, and I wanted to personally say thank you so, so, so much for just um, blessing us with your presence, man. You are amazing, and I'm grateful for your life, your story, your journey, man. Is there anything that you want to say before we get out of here? I, I appreciate the invitation, Rob. It's a blessing to be able to be moving in the same direction that you are and to be able to say I know a man who's moving with integrity with faith and who's walking in his light man I, I'm loving watching us grow at the same time in the same direction Rob Bro, <laughs> I'm I, remember, I, I remember having conversations with you man I would be driving to work like man Chuck dude I just I, I, <laughs> what is this man I, I gotta do something different man, yeah, man. yeah. oh man <laughs> You're doing it. Oh, man. We doing it. We're doing it, man. We're out here. Um, to answer that question, man, I boiled down to say, I wanted my tombstone to say is that he walked with God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's he what walked I wanted. With God. He walked with God. Hey, Ryan, you killing me. You Bro. killing me. <laughs> it's the truth. I want that's my. I want, that's what I want my legacy to be. The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves.